Pushkin. Small business owners, this one's for you. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you, who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A. member, FDIC. Copyright 2024, J.P. Morgan, Chase & Co. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. I was crazy. When I get to the United States, I didn't have, like, anything really, you know. Just inside of me, it was something that was moving my heart and my soul. Every day, I have to do this. There is no other way. There is no mistakes here. <laughs> you have to do this or you die. <laughs> That's Colombian singer Juanes. And to me, he's one of the best examples of an artist whose success was hard won. He didn't grow up with connections in the business. It was his incredible work ethic that got him where he is now. The winner of two Grammys and more than 20 Latin Grammys. You might have heard his most popular song, La Camisa Negra, or one of his many hit albums like Un Dia Normal. His commitment to music started young. My first communion, I have a, a small video, and I, I am playing guitar with my brother. I was probably, I don't know, around seven years old, mm -hmm. something like that. Since I was a kid, I always saw my brothers, uh, all brothers, playing guitar and singing music from South America. So since I, I have memory... I just have my guitar, you know, <laughs> and all the pictures and videos from my family, always the guitar bigger than me. But I was <laughs> always so inspired by, by, by the sound of the guitar and, and the, the, the singing and all this music from all South America. This is Backstage Pass, and I'm Eric Vitro. I'm a vocal coach to some pretty successful singers. On this show, I talk to my students about their lives, their biggest insecurities, and how they keep building their careers. People think that great singers only rely on their natural talents, but finding your voice takes a lot of work. Together, we'll explore what it really takes to make it big. Now, did your parents play music too, or just your brothers? Mm, just my brothers, but my father used to sing tango music when he was at home. And he was not like a professional singer, but he, he used to do it really well. And then my old brother started to sing also tango music. So I just became a fan of, of this kind of music. You know? And then when I became uh, 15 years old, 
I get crazy with rock music, like totally crazy, Eric. So for me, it was like a game changer because when I start to listen to rock music, I completely forgot everything else. I just wanted to listen to Metallica, Slayer, Sepultura, Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, and, you know, Vine Helen, all these bands. And I get so crazy about that. That was the same time that MTV started. So I used to watch MTV like crazy. And I remember, you know, Metallica, of course, when they did release the first video on MTV. I will say Metallica. It's like my favorite band of all time. And also a a lot of rock music from South America as well. Right, right. In the middle of the 80s, Spanish rock music started to become like a very important for us. So bands like Soda Stereo, um, Charlie Garcia, Fito Paez, Seru Giran, all of those start to be part of our culture and, and, and I, I was so inspired by them. I start to learn how to play the electric guitar. I start to learn how to play a little bit of drums. And then I became part of this uh, metal band. It was very positive for me because at that time, Medellin was a very complicated time, you know, for the city. Colombia's drug bosses struck back today, bombing and burning buildings and homes in Medellin, a stronghold of the drug cartel where troops this week carried out dozens of raids. We were living very difficult moments, but I found through music and especially through rock music a way to escape and just to feel safe somehow. Wow. <laughs> and actually, we start to play a lot in Colombia, like almost every weekend. And I was finishing my 11th grade, going to the university. And I remember that I was working a lot with, with this band. And I couldn't believe when they were paying us to perform. That was amazing, you know, the feeling. That like, like, okay, now I can just leave doing this. This is fantastic. <laughs> wow, yeah, that must have been... Like, that's a, a dream, right? Come true, do what you love. And it was crazy, Eric, because we we, we record, uh, we, I mean, we no knowing how to do anything. We were just like little kids in Medellin. We didn't have like a great gear to play, like a great amplifier, guitar, techniques, or anything. We were just dreaming with this, uh, you know, idea of being rock stars and musicians. Now... What did your parents think? Were they like, wait a minute? No, they they were so so worried about me. <laughs> oh, they were? They were worried because he, I mean, they, they were listening to this music and they were thought that it was like, a, you know, satanic music or I used, I tried to have my long hair at that time, but I was fighting with my parents, fighting at school. <laughs> it was so complicated for me to let them know that I was really, really serious about this, you know, that I really wanted to be a musician and just to live making music. They understood. Now, later on, they said, okay, this, this is, I mean, this guy is t- taking this seriously, so we have to support him. And, that, and that, that was it. I was obsessed, obsessed, Eric. So obsessed that I say to my mother and my family, okay, I have to go to the United States. I cannot stay here. I have to go. But what are you going to do, do there? Do you have a, no, 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 I have to go. I, I, I have to go. I have a couple of friends that can help me, and I'm going to go. And I was like a jumping from, from the airplane, you know, with no parachutes. I was crazy. When I get to the United States, I didn't have like anything really. Just inside of me, it was something that was moving my heart and my soul. Every day, 
I have to do this. There's no other way. There's no mistakes here. <laughs> you have to do this or you die. <laughs> wow. Well, you really took a leap of faith. Like that's a true leap of faith. Faith was really important in this process, Eric. Apart from music and everything else, faith. Something that my mother teach me through Christian religion. I don't follow any religion. I have my own concept of God. But at that moment, when I was in LA, faith became uh, a super weapon for me to stay alive every day. I moved to LA in 96, and that was probably the worst time for me, very difficult time because I was by myself, not too many friends. I had no money, no label, no deal, nothing. I was just like trying to survive and make my dream come true. I was renting some motels, and then finally I get in contact with a friend who invited me to his house for a couple of weeks, and then I needed to move because the manager didn't allow me to stay there. How old were you at that time? 26, maybe, 27. And I was walking on the streets thinking, wow, okay, I am one among a million of musicians trying to make it here. <laughs> so this is not going to be f easy for me, but I, I need to try it. I was like, so decided to take that, you know, that road. When you were starting out, was there any major artists that you met who gave you some great advice? The first time I was in LA, I met Paul Stanley from KISS. He didn't know who I, who I was, but I was in the rehearsal place and he was there. And I said to him, hey, I'm a musician too. I'm here in LA trying to make my dream come true. And he was like, man, you have to be very disciplined and work hard and believe in yourself and all these things. And I, okay. <laughs> this is very important. Yeah, that was very important. Yeah, those things are so important. I always tell the people I'm working with, you know, if you're talking to someone younger, really encourage them to work hard because it's not just luck. It takes a lot of work. Yeah, and more in these days. Everything is so fast, you know. So young, I have three kids, uh, teenagers, so they they think everything is like now, you know. It needs to be now. And everything <laughs> takes time. Right. You have to work and get prepared to next level, you know. But I think it's just part of the process of growing. <laughs> the work and preparation really paid off for Juanes. In 2000, one of his dreams did come true. He made it to the radio as a solo artist. It was the first single released by me as a solo artist. It's called Fíjate Bien. And it, it was a very particular time because I wrote this song about Colombia. We, we, we have been having a big problem in Colombia with drugs and narcos and mafias and guerrillas. And because of all that, there, there was um, a yeah, landmine situation in Colombia, a very serious landmine situation. So I wrote a song about that. But when I went to the radio with that song, the lyrics were not too nice. <laughs> you know, it was, it was not, uh, it was like serious stuff. I record my first solo album in LA, actually. What a beautiful moment, because after all those years that I was having difficulties in, in LA, finally Universal Music through Circle Music signed me as an artist. So I was like in a dream, you know, living a dream in LA, recording my first album. Man, that was wow. so incredible moment for me. How long had you been in LA before that happened? Almost three years. Wow, that's good for people to hear because I think that quite often people forget, like sometimes it takes a while, but it's worthwhile hanging in 
and working at it because eventually it can happen. You can't give up too quickly. Yeah, man. And it's a good thing he didn't because his first solo album won the best rock category at the Latin Grammys. Then, just a few years later, Juanas released another huge hit. La Camisa Negra, that song is very inspired by Guasca music, which is a kind of music that is very popular in my area, from the countryside. Back in the 60s, it was like a revolutionary music with bad words and very funny things, very smart. I grew up listening to all this kind of music in my house, and it was inspired in that music, which is like a mix between reggae and funk. It's a break hard song. Porque la camisa negra means the black shirt. So when somebody passed away, you were in black, right? Mm -hmm. So that was kind of an association of that. When you are when you feel so break hard because you break up with your couple and then you feel so sad, so you wear a black shirt. Right. Oh, I get it. No, it totally makes sense. Yeah, man. You know, it's very local, like the sound and everything is very local and became universal because I go around the world singing that song. And I couldn't believe it when I was right. in Germany, in Japan, everywhere. And it's like, what is happening here? <laughs> Did you keep visualizing yourself like as successful? Did you go, all right, I know I can do this? I never think I am successful. You know, sometimes I think, okay, I am thankful with life and music because I mean, never in my biggest dream, I never realized that I was going to be like this. So I feel proud of that. I remember especially a moment, probably was in 2003 or four. I was in Madrid doing promotion and shows. And I listened, you know, my song on the radio in Madrid and then the, the next day in Buenos Aires and then two days later in Colombia and then three days later in Mexico. And I said, I mean, this is happening. Yeah, I've heard people say that when people sing along, know the words to their song, that's when they feel like, ah, I've really accomplished something. Exactly. And, and the feeling of being on stage, seeing the audience, singing the songs, and when people on the streets, go to you and say, hey, you, you have no idea how your song helped me when I was in this difficult situation. And I say, really? <laughs> or oh, I get married with your song. We, we <sighs> get married with your song. It's really? <laughs> Those uh, stories just fill my soul of happiness. And I feel so, you know, thankful with the music because of that. Don't go anywhere. When Backstage Pass returns, we'll hear Juanes play his own rendition of an American classic. Small business owners, this one's for you. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you, who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Join hosts Ben Walter, CEO of Chase for Business, and Tanya Nebo, a lawyer and business consultant, on these storytelling journeys of trials, tribulations, and triumphs that hinged on a single event, a split-second decision, or even a stroke of luck. Whether the story is about a warehouse going up in flames or a former partner stealing a whole roster of clients, each episode will showcase the grit, determination, and resourcefulness a small business owner needed to turn a pivotal situation into a springboard for success. 
Listen to The Unshakables now and learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A. member, FDIC, copyright 2024. J.P. Morgan, Chase & Co. Hello, hello. Malcolm Gladwell here from Revisionist History, my podcast about the overlooked and the misunderstood. A couple of years ago, I wrote a book called Outliers. It was about exceptional people, the ones who operate at the outer edges of human performance. Outliers fascinate me. And last year, I discovered an outlier in the form of a community organization, Washington State's City of Bellevue. The city wanted to improve public safety by making their roads safer. So they created something that no one had ever built before, a platform that gave road users warnings of any dangers ahead in real time. How did they build it? By using a combination of technologies, the cellular vehicle-to-everything network, T-Mobile's 5G network, and 5G-connected cameras. People driving, bicycling, walking, running, can't forget people running, and people operating the transportation network now had a way to prevent crashes. It's been a huge success. The city of Bellevue earned first place in the community category at the T-Mobile for Business Unconventional Awards, an event that celebrates T-Mobile customers who've dared to innovate for the sake of meaningful change. If you're a T-Mobile for Business customer and your team has, like the city of Bellevue, innovated something really, really cool, I encourage you to enter. It's also a great way for outliers to be recognized in front of your industry's most influential leaders. You can enter at tmobile.com slash unconventional awards. That's tmobile.com slash unconventional awards. See you there. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. And we're back with Juanes. Now, you might be wondering how he started taking singing lessons with me. A few years ago, Juanes saw one of my students, Rosalia, performing at a theater in Madrid. I remember that day when I was seeing her performing, I was like almost dying there in my seat. I was like, I couldn't believe what I was watching, what I was seeing, what I was hearing. I mean, why Rosalia need to th- take uh, singing lessons? You know, she sings, she sings so perfect. I never had the opportunity to really to study music and Rosalia was uh, studying with you. So I said, well, can you please connect me with Eric? That 
concepts just inspire me so much. And I just wanted to get better and better and better. And I start to work with you. Now, like in these days when I record here in my studio, when I uh, rehearse with, with my band, it's like another world. I feel more secure about my voice and tuning and everything. You know, I feel like relaxed and just enjoying the process of, of singing, which is what I love since I was a kid. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Thank you. I want to keep growing as a musician. So I want to learn to play guitar better. I want to learn about harmony. I want to learn to sing better. I want to try to make better songs. So I keep, you know, my energy and my love uh, for music alive a lot. Well, that's really admirable because a lot of people who would have had as much success as you have would probably not continue to try to work as hard to improve. You know, they feel good about where they were and go, okay, I've made it, <laughs> you know? So I find that very admirable. Yeah, thank you so much, Eric. I leave music so, so intense, to be honest. Sometimes I suffer, but uh, most of the time I enjoy it. What do you mean you suffer? You have to be ready for the next song. You have to write something different that you didn't do before. So that's kind of a pressure, you know, for me. But I really enjoy it because it's like a, something that I really want to make happen every day. When I come to the studio, I have probably no ideas. And I come and I start to improvise. I start to search for something. And then five hours later, I have a song. And I really love that feeling, you know, it's so, so, so cool. And then when I go to the studio to record a song, and then we, when I play with my band, it's like, I mean, this is crazy. I mean, six months ago, it was nothing. Now I have a song <laughs> and people <laughs> are singing that song with me. So that's great. Wow. That must be an amazing feeling. Yeah, man. I'm so glad you said that, though, about the pressure, because I think that fans don't realize that there is that pressure. I think they think, oh, it's easy. He sits down, he writes a song, he records it, puts it out. I don't think people realize that most artists do get a bit anxious or they feel a certain pressure, like, oh, I have to do this again. I have to do it even better. or I have to keep evolving. And there is a lot of pressure with that. Yeah, definitely, Eric. Actually, 10 years ago, I never told you this before, but 10 years ago, I was in the middle of a tour and I was so tired, you know, because I, I was 10 years on the road, like like literally, like 10 years on the road. I, I missed most of my kids, you know, growing up. And I was always traveling and working with a lot of success, but... Uh, Inside of me, I was kind of dry. I was so tired. And it was very hard for me to realize that I needed to stop for a moment, that I needed to take a break and just put everything together again because I was on stage singing and doing shows and I was not enjoying the process. And so that was kind of hard, but it was also like a big lesson for me just to understand that there is always a balance in life. Right. So now finding the balance, like how do you find the balance? Now do you schedule time off so that you do have some time to just recharge? Yeah, yes. Because now I have a little bit more of control of my life and my career. And now, yes, I can say, well, after 20 years and all the success, thank God I can have a little different, you know, kind of approach to my career. Um, I, I am not looking for number one hit on the radio or things like that. I'm just trying to keep finding my own style, my own way to, to create music. And, and that's something that I really, really love. And I feel happy that now I can do that with no 
stress from outside. I don't know. I'm just more relaxed now. And clearly, it's an approach that's working for him. Juanes just won his 24th Latin Grammy for his most recent album, which was named Best Pop Rock Album. I play guitar like almost all day, Eric. It's like I have a guitar here. I have a guitar in the living room. I have a guitar close to my bed. <laughs> so <laughs> I am all the time thinking, practicing, watching some lessons on YouTube or special lessons that I pay for that. When I find something, oh, this is cool. This progression is really nice. I like this chords uh, combination. So I come to the studio, record the guitar, and then I start to improvise melodies, like a lot of ideas. And then I listen to the whole thing and then I choose the pieces that I really like and I make like a main track of vocal with that. And then from that part, I start to build the song. Oh, so you do the music first and then the lyrics. Yeah, Like the melody comes first. Yeah, me melody most of the times can first. And I am always writing. So when I'm not in the studio, I'm probably thinking in ideas to write a song, a story to tell or something from the past that I feel, any feeling, basically. And then I try to connect those melodies that I wrote before with the lyrics I have. And it works for me most of the time like that. So let me ask you this, because you haven't, uh, you don't, re you sing in Spanish. I mean, you did some English in the covers, but you sing in Spanish, you haven't done the crossover. Is there a reason for that? Eric, yeah. At the beginning, you know, I wanted to sing in English, but then when I try a couple of times, I find out so complicated for me, so hard to, uh -huh. to, to do it. And I realized that I prefer just to sing in Spanish because it's my language. When I sing in Spanish, I can close my eyes and feel. When I sing in English, I really need to think in the pronunciation. When I was in Colombia, when I was in Medellin, I never studied English like uh, for real. You know, I never. So I came to the United States uh, and I didn't speak a word. I was totally lost. Wow. When you came here, you didn't speak any English? No, no, no. Nothing. Wow. Nothing. I was learning with closed caption, watching TV going to the bookstores to read English-Spanish books, listening to the Beatles and <laughs> music in general, reading the lyrics. Well, that was crazy. At some point, I just needed to learn just to survive, you know? But um, it was a process just to learn. Very difficult process, but I grew up as a person and as an artist a lot because I had to go through that difficult moment. So... Some of the songs on the last album you did do in English, the original, like Bob Marley's yeah. Could You Be Loved, but you translated Bruce Springsteen's Dancing in the Dark. Was there a reason you did that? Yeah, the reason why I did that was because when I was trying to do the translation for Bob Marley in Spanish, it was kind of weird just to sing that lyric, you know. I was, no, oh. no, this isn't, doesn't feel good. I think it's better uh -huh. in English. But when I start to do the translation to Dancing in the Dark, I was like, what is this? Because it was so vulnerable and so deep human. Like, uh, I was feeling that way somehow. And then the translation just came like beautiful in Spanish. Can you play and sing just a tiny bit of it in Spanish? Because it, it really did come out so beautifully. Yeah. Necesito algo más de ti. No prende el fuego. No prende el fuego sin voluntad. Deja el misterio. 
bailemos aquí en la oscuridad. That was so beautiful. God, I wish I had taken Spanish class more seriously. So, you know, a lot of people, artists I work with, talk about feeling anxiety, or they'll also talk about having stage fright. They get nervous before performing. Has that ever happened to you, or you've yeah. been pretty lucky with that? No, no, a lot, Eric. Sometimes, uh, sometimes not, all the times, I would say, all the times before I am going to perform, I, I feel insecure and I feel like, ah, why I choose to do this in my life? I should be at home, <laughs> relaxed, you know, <laughs> no pressure at all, just in the countryside, you know, I don't know. For mm. example, you're going to give the fourth show on the road in a weekend. You feel so tired and you go to the sound check and you feel like maybe you can sing. You say, oh, I'm so tired. I'm, I feel headache. I don't know what to say to the audience tonight. But then I really, I really feel oh, so alive when I go to stage and the first moment till you play the guitar and so everything sounds perfect and then it's like wow okay this is it I'm here this is who I am everything goes away and you are just like a superstar <laughs> right. a lot of energy man that's that's something that I really love and I trust like when you say in, in the lessons that you have to trust your voice that's what I do like, okay I know I'm very tired but tonight I know that I'm gonna make it happen Anyways, I'm going to kick it. Everybody says there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good. Once you've done it a few times, then you know, oh, okay, I can count on that. Yeah, exactly. I think my connection with music since that, you know, early time just changed my life and saved my life. And, mm -hmm. and definitely, you know, it's very important for me just to have a way to express feelings. If I have right. sadness or happiness or whatever. I can just take all that information and, and make it a song. There is something sp spiritual for me, uh, energetic. I remember Eric when I was a kid and I was in my living room in my house, nighttime, and I was with my guitar singing and, and just that was like the first moment in my life that I felt something. And for me, just to connect myself to the universe through the singing is also like meditation time. Mm -hmm. Like every day when I come here and I close the door and I do my exercises, I go like in a trance and I start to go another dim dimension. Mm -hmm. I feel connected with something bigger than me. That's what I feel when I'm singing. Well, Juanes, thank you so much. I really appreciate you for doing this. No, Eric, my pleasure, man. Thank you so much. I'm sorry about my English and about my singing. <laughs> no, are you kidding? It's all great. It's thank all you. great. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with a new vocal exercise. I'm not going to give anything away, but it's right on the tip of my tongue. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you, who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Join hosts Ben Walter, CEO of Chase for Business, and Tanya Nebo, a lawyer and business consultant, on the storytelling journeys of trials, tribulations, and triumphs that hinged on a single event, a split-second decision, or even a stroke of luck. 
Whether the story is about a warehouse going up in flames or a former partner stealing a whole roster of clients, each episode will showcase the grit, determination, and resourcefulness a small business owner needed to turn a pivotal situation into a springboard for success. Listen to The Unshakables now and learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase and a member FDIC 2024. J.P. Morgan Chase and Co. Hello, hello. Malcolm Gladwell here from Revisionist History, my podcast about the overlooked and the misunderstood. A couple of years ago, I wrote a book called Outliers. It was about exceptional people, the ones who operate at the outer edges of human performance. Outliers fascinate me. And last year, I discovered an outlier in the form of a community organization, Washington State's City of Bellevue. The city wanted to improve public safety by making their roads safer. So they created something that no one had ever built before, a platform that gave road users warnings of any dangers ahead in real time. How did they build it? By using a combination of technologies, the cellular vehicle-to-everything network, T-Mobile's 5G network, and 5G-connected cameras. People driving, bicycling, walking, running, can't forget people running, and people operating the transportation network now had a way to prevent crashes. It's been a huge success. The city of Bellevue earned first place in the community category at the T-Mobile for Business Unconventional Awards, an event that celebrates T-Mobile customers who've dared to innovate for the sake of meaningful change. If you're a T-Mobile for Business customer and your team has, like the city of Bellevue, innovated something really, really cool, I encourage you to enter. It's also a great way for outliers to be recognized in front of your industry's most influential leaders. You can enter at tmobile.com slash unconventional awards. That's tmobile.com slash unconventional awards. See you there. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. So here's something for you to think about. Quite often, singers don't realize it, but when they're singing, their tongue involuntarily pulls back into the back of their throat, and that constricts the sound, and it makes it way more difficult to sing. There's quite a few exercises that can help fix this problem. I'm going to show you an easy one today. I want you to stick out your tongue as far as you can and touch your upper lip with your tongue. Try it saying, la, 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 and then try it on other vowels like le, 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 or lo, lo, lo. Go slowly to give yourself time to stick your tongue out and touch the upper lip. 
It's going to feel awkward on your tongue and probably on your mouth as well, but it should feel very comfortable on your vocal cords. You can practice sticking your tongue out, touching your upper lip on any musical pattern. Don't overdo it the first time you try this. Try doing it just for a few minutes, and then each day you can add a little more time. For example, try singing la 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 with your tongue touching your upper lip on this pattern. Basses, baritones, and tenors start on a C below middle C. Sopranos and altos, a good place for you to start would be around an A below middle C. Eventually, as you feel like you have built up your stamina, try going to the lowest note you can sing comfortably and then to the highest note you can sing comfortably. To keep your body loose and relaxed, try some of the physical movement we talked about in the other vocal tips. If you want to share it, I'd love to see a video of you doing any of the exercises. This one might be the most fun one to watch. Use the hashtag BackstagePassPod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, or wherever you like to post. I can't wait to see them. Backstage Pass with Eric Vitro is written and hosted by me, Eric Vitro, and produced by Morgan Jaffe. Catherine Girardeau is our showrunner. Emily Rostek is our associate producer. Kate Parkinson Morgan is our editor. The show is mixed and mastered by Ben Talladay. Additional engineering help is from Jacob Gorski, Martin Gonzalez, and Kay Wayne. Mia Lobel is our executive producer. Our development team, Lital Molad and Justine Lang, help create the show. Thanks also to Jacob Weisberg, Heather Fain, John Schnars, Carly Migliori, Christina Sullivan, Eric Sandler, Maggie Taylor, Nicole Morano, Daniela Lacan, and Royston Bezerg. The original theme music is by Jacob and Sita Steele for Premier Music Group. We record at Resonate Studios. Fred Talixson does our videography, and the photography is by Ken Sawyer. 
A very special thanks to Michael Lewis for his inspiration and the best guidance anyone could ask for. Backstage Pass with Eric Vitro is a production of Pushkin Industries. If you like the show, please remember to share, rate, and review it. I mean that really. Share, rate it, review it. And if you love the show and others from Pushkin Industries, consider subscribing to Pushkin Plus. Pushkin Plus is a podcast subscription that offers bonus content and uninterrupted listening for $4.99 a month. Look for Pushkin Plus on Apple Podcast subscriptions. To find more Pushkin podcasts, listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The tradition of breaking tradition continues with the return of the unconventional awards from T-Mobile for Business at Mobile World Congress. This is an event that celebrates innovators whose bold actions took their industries to new places. If that sounds like you and you're a T-Mobile for Business customer, enter today. If you win, you'll be publicly honored among some of the most influential leaders in industry. And me, I'll be there too. Enter now at tmobile.com slash unconventional awards. See you there. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.